0: The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times.
1: Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass.
2: Welcome to Jackass. It's the podcast where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode
1: of
0: Jackass. We are three lifelong fans of the show. We in the belly laughs, bad ideas, and
2: broken bones.
1: Jackass 3D, am I in your face, man? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh Can we start over? I want to do over. <laughs> Jay, I loved that.
0: I, w- I, was, a- I okay, was a big fan of whatever it was Chris was doing there. Chris in his birthday hat. Well, You know why uh, I'm yeah. wearing
1: a birthday hat? Why is that? Because we're celebrating your birthday tomorrow, Mikey oh that's true we yeah, are oh yeah no we're gonna oh, we, and we, we are, are I, going I to sushi yeah. so i in honor of the show i think you have to do some wasabi snooters yeah
0: dude Please. that you know what for the tiktok i might have to do it yeah i'm honestly i might have my to nose do it. is yeah. burnt out by you now so i
1: don't think i really stand a chance there
0: i was gonna say all my my surgery yeah. for my deviated septum is gonna go <laughs> down the tank Ooh, uh, boy, it's yeah. just gonna reset itself
2: it's okay you can just get another one it's fine Uh, of
0: course you could just get another one of course i've been i've been i've been uh uh, sparring again in boxing and i have so much anxiety the mornings before i do it because uh if my nose breaks again it's like very bad news for me uh but you can't tell the person you're going up against don't punch me in the nose because that's like what they're there to do so uh hopefully i don't have to miss another couple weeks after another deviated septum surgery I'd, i'd prefer not to Chris, you
1: got a fun fact for Jackass 3. When did this shit come out? This shit came out on October 15th of the year, 2010. And I didn't Mm want to go with something so extravagant because I I didn't want to overshadow from this amazing uh, thing that we're doing here. Because we're finally breaking down Jackass 3D. It's our last big movie production thing to do. So we kind of want to make sure we make the most of it. So by my backwards logic, I thought I'd kind of come with a pretty lame fact. If that makes any sense sure okay.
0: yeah that's the reason why you got a lame fact all right let's hear it well
1: it's not lame for me like i'm a, i like my rap and i like you know the gangster stuff and cool stuff like that and on yeah. this day i can tell
0: based on your hat that you're a big gangster fan <laughs>
1: <laughs> that'll do it yeah wow got me there that really just kind of rattled me i'm not gonna lie um yeah remember that rapper i can
0: tell by how easy it is to rattle you that you're a big gangster fan
1: yeah, because I just know that my life's going to end because I'm about to pull out the strap on your ass and I can know I'm about to end my life right now through the internet.
0: And Okay. End no, like, your life. by like going
1: to jail for murdering you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, Okay, whatever. You don't understand the slang the terminology. I don't. <clears throat> <you> know, <throat> I really don't. <clears throat> so, uh, remember that guy, T.I., the rapper?
0: Of course, he owns a no hotel way.
1: in Las Vegas. Does he really? <laughs> no,
0: it's Treasure Island, but the big sign says T.I. Oh. <laughs> 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 well,
1: Ti uh, actually went to jail today, or on this day, for eleven months. Oh, wow! Yeah, he violated his parole. Remember, he had those big gun charges and all that stuff, and he somehow got away with having like an arsenal of like automatic weapons. Wow! Jeez. And selling guns Jesus. and stuff and all that crazy stuff. Yeah, so he he violated his parole and went in went so, in for eleven months on this day. So he he didn't get to see the premiere, unfortunately for him.
0: Unfortunately.
2: Okay. Eleven months, yeah. I was gonna ask if he's out now. Some vacation it sounds like he's time, out now. Man, you know, ain't, ain't yeah, nothing, yeah. ain't nothing he, for the streets.
0: Yeah, it was just a quick eleven, 11. months, and uh, and he bounced right back. Chris, you know why? Why is that? Because he's the rubber band man. Wow! He's wild, like the Taliban.
1: Wow, that was actually pretty good. I wonder if he... you uh, say
0: actually, like you weren't expecting it.
1: Well, it's you. You like you? You have these jokes that, like, yeah, okay, sure. By like a scientific perspective, they're probably pretty decent, <laughs> but like.
0: No one fucking understands what the jokes. fuck you're
1: saying half the time. Yeah. You're a little That's too true. Smart for the, the the common folk, for the plebeian.
0: Well, a lot of our <laughs> listeners uh, after last week's episode were saying that I took a heel turn, which I resent because I was just being but me how? this whole time.
1: I don't know. They, they said I was the bad guy for some reason. <laughs> you know what's so funny is, well, I'm 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 Stone Cold. I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. You guys are trying to make me the heel, but I'm such a fucking cool-ass dude that regardless of me being the
2: actual bad guy everybody loves me hey what hold on what happened i thought we were on the same side we're not on the same side anymore. yeah oh
1: you know what okay screw that i take it back we're the nation of domination i'm the rock i'm the rock <laughs> nation of <laughs> domination
2: i don't know quite the oh, oh, uh, i don't know for quite the nation i, I don't know Just something seems <laughs> something
0: like something missing there's
2: something missing. something something doesn't seem right uh <laughs> no comment
1: well until jay starts calling me other people's names i think yeah that we might be missing that thing
2: right okay all right hey by the way this is jackass three we just kind of started this off like hey another episode no this is fucking This is a big deal this is a big deal i want the listener to know that we're not downplaying this at all This we're excited this are you boys excited yeah i was what, pumped. do i have to ask
0: i was pumped i got you know putting this movie on you know i I, don't get me wrong i love wild boys and i love viva bam and taking those uh little side journeys in order to review those seasons of of tv have been a lot of fun but like the podcast is called jackass i love jackass above all else and we knew we had this one on our our horizons in jackass three we waited for a special occasion today we are recording episode 98 you are listening to episode 98 and we figured we would uh eclipse 100 by doing a portion of Jackass 3D, the, uh, uh, you know, the biggest thing on our radar, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it was a long time coming, but we wanted to save it for the right time. I'm glad we're doing it now. Um, Yeah, just sit back and enjoy the ride. We're going to savor every moment of this. I want to remind you, listener, that we're bringing back. We're doing a callback in this episode. We're bringing back the rating yeah. of stunts. Yes. So you're going to get our ratings. It's been a long time. Uh, just for the record, I I hope you boys still remember how to do this. You know, it's been a while.
0: Yeah, I remember. There's we no give six point five. We right? give it no. There's no 6.5s We give Chris and I give a fair and honest rating, and then you come in and I give come some and bullshit
1: low score. Hey, Mike, don't yeah, you be yeah, talking no, to my brother like that. <laughs> we yeah. the nation of domination, yeah. dude. Oh, God. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, the nature Chris, of domination. Jay, right. no, I'm slowly backing out. No, I'm not backing out. Oh, you're not. Uh, okay, okay. Like it's getting close. Like we're in the yellow. Yeah. Once we get to the red, maybe I'll back out. We're good for now, okay. though. Oh, I'll get it, I'll okay. get us there,
1: Jay. Don't you worry. Okay.
2: Just buckle up. <laughs> no, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Actually, I, I fully expect it. This will be a multi-part episode. I, we're not going to do this if you're new in one, right, in one shot. Point. So we're going to have multi-parts here, but we're going to try to savor this because this really is, as it stands right now, the last major jackass thing that we'll do. But don't worry. We've got some handy ideas after this. To keep the jackass love flowing on this podcast. So For don't sure. fear if you're worried about that. Just enjoy this as a celebration of uh, what I think is shaping up to be. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not spoiling it yet, but let's just say I'm very happy to have turned this on today and be back with the crew. That's all I'm saying. For sure. Now. It feels good. Can we can good. we
0: start by doing this before we get into the stunt by stunt breakdown? Can we start yep. by each giving a little context into what our experience with jackass 3d is. When was the first time yeah. you saw it? What were your first impressions? Uh, and then we can kind of build on that as we go through the stunts of how our impressions yeah. have changed. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Chris, you want to go first? Yeah. What I'm, was this? What was your first viewing? Like? I'm, I'm 95%
1: sure me and you saw this together. Hey eh, Mikey in theaters.
2: No. no, no, I saw it in Halifax. Oh, yeah.
1: okay, cool. Um, well, I definitely saw it on this day that it opened up. I know these jackass movies I always see on the, uh, opening date and normally i hate 3d movies you know what Uh i mean i do not like the glasses on it makes me feel weird this was the first time i was really excited to have 3d on and right off the jump when you see like the rooster the dickhouse rooster coming up it 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 just got me hyped up, and I remember just the excitement level was building oh, through the roof right as this was happening. Also, to the point that I was, yeah. I'm concerned that watching it not in 3D as we're going back rewatching it because I don't have a 3D TV and I don't think anybody in the world has one of those anymore. Um, yeah. yeah. How much was going to be missing? Was it still going to hit? Because you know, a lot of these bits were directly filmed to be to get a kick out of the 3D. You know what I'm saying? So right. yeah. Um, I loved this when it came out. I always love those Friday nights when they release the movies and you go out and you see a jackass movie with a bunch of rowdy people in the theaters that that feeling never gets gets beaten for me. So that's my and then and then finish with
0: where you rated jackass three compared to one and two. If you have that handy.
1: Um, I if I remember correctly. It's not even if if I remember correctly. Number two was my favorite. Then number three and number one.
2: Okay. Okay. Interesting. Jay, what about you? Uh, yeah, I just want to point to something Chris said about going to the theater and watching this was, in my opinion, I'm not trying to fucking gatekeep all you fucking (laughs) who's Gen Z's or whatever. I'm not trying to gatekeep you here, but I'm just saying jackass three was probably the last time you actually got that authentic theater experience watching one of these movies. I did not feel it. And to be fair, it was during the pandemic when forever came out. So that probably affected things. But it wasn't not nearly the same as I remember three being like three was right out of the gate after the dick host logo. Like it was so fucking loud in the theater because people were cheering and they Mm -hmm. hadn't even seen anything happen yet. You know, there was a vibe to this whole thing and it really was just like a big party in the theater. I went in my, I believe if this was 2010, I'm trying to remember because honestly it was so long ago. That it's a little hazy. I don't know if I went in my small town theater for this one or if I had moved at that point. It's hard to remember, but I do remember the atmosphere and just we're going to talk about the intro in a second, so I won't spoil the the sketches yet. But during that opening, I just remember laughing harder and it felt like a return to something that I had been like it was like a long lost relationship rekindled or something like yeah, yeah. I, I hadn't felt that way since Jackass 2 and it was just immediately right out of the gate. They're just hitting all the right notes, and I'll I'll just never forget it. I'm I'm with Chris too. I hate 3D movies because I I think it was just a gimmick. Like it, at first I thought it was kind of cool. I wasn't one of those people who was like having PTSD and fucking uh, withdrawal symptoms from you know when the first Avatar <laughs> came out, which I never fucking understood. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> a lot of weird Avatar Avatar porn going on. I'm sure around oh, the yeah, I never See, to I, look um, that up. <laughs> oh, it's got to be everywhere. But I never got that. But I think the closest I got to that was Jackass 3. Like, I remember leaving the theater and being like, I just want to go back and do that again right now. Like, it, it's a special experience, and I'm glad we're reliving it now. Um, and if you're going to ask about my rating, Mikey, I would say that I believe, like, don't quote me on this because I don't remember, but I think I put Jackass 1 above 2. I think. You, oh, really? I can't quite I remember. You, I think you may have, actually. I think you may have. But. We're not giving away our final verdict on this yet, right? No, this is
0: impressions it, like, like leading, like when you, after you had seen number three okay. in 2010, where did you, where did you think you rated it? Because my rankings for all the okay. jackass stunts and everything have changed since we've gone back to see them.
2: I think at that point, it probably at the time would have rated two better, um, two just because it if you're just basing it solely off of first watches, when I went to the theater in two, I remember that being a wilder experience than one. Mm -hmm. And I remember that experience more fondly, even though now I think I might put the first movie for nostalgia factor above, just because going back when we watched it, I realized how many of those stunts I had forgotten about. that were classics that I love that stuck with me and stood the test of time, but we'll see if that same thing happens here today. I don't know, Mikey, how about you? Yeah, I, I
0: have a very different story for when I first saw Jackass 3d, uh, keeping in mind that Jackass two came out in 2006 and Jackass 3d came out in 2010. It was and, and, and we didn't have the TV series to hold us over or anything. There was a dark period where Jackass was nothing was happening apart from like the Viva LaBams and, and, and Ryan Dunn Home and Wild Boys. There was some content there, but Jackass as Jackass, our Johnny Knoxville fix was, was our itch was not being scratched. So it coming back was a big deal. However, it had been four years and I had been focused on other things. That period of 2006 to th- 2010, my love of jackass was at its lowest not because i disliked it but just because i wasn't aware of it it was like okay put that in a box i'm going to set that over there and go on to different things so when it came out i was like oh cool jackass is out but i wasn't as excited for it i didn't see it opening you wonder why you're the
1: fucking heel of the show come on
0: (laughs) i saw it the next day and i was supremely hungover 3d movies with hangovers don't mix well 3d movies with hangovers with piss shit and vomit all over the place also don't mix very well
2: oh shit i thought you meant you were covered in piss shit and probably vomit. by the well, end i typically am it was a lo- it okay. was a long friday night yeah yeah, yeah. okay um,
0: <laughs> so i there were moments in this when i wanted to throw up sometimes because of the content and sometimes because i was just not feeling well so i left there without a great impression of the movie and that kind of lingered I, I i never really thought of it as the best of the best for Jackass. I always thought Jackass two, then one, then three in terms of the rankings. So I was really excited to go back and give it another shot with a fresh set of eyes that wasn't quite as hungover. Uh, And we'll see how that, uh, how that shapes up for, for me moving forward.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel that way with uh, that Scott Pilgrim movie. I fucking hate that movie because I had the worst hangover of my life. It was like thundering waves of pulsating, just pain and agony every two minutes and trying to watch that movie the next morning with a bunch of people. I also don't like uh, whiny fucking uh, Indie Rock Soy Boys, but <laughs> you know uh, so maybe, maybe I had something to do with that. I'm Jay's uh, coming over to the good this. team man. I'm feeling it. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pushing it into I the red this it, baby. Time. Fuck it. Let's go. Uh, it's it's Jackass 3. It's a special occasion, boys. Are you ready to dive into this? I'm ready. I can't wait. Alright, let's fucking do it. Dick host logo up on screen. Uh, that's just inappropriate <laughs> now, isn't it? Uh I did not expect now, depending on the version you have, because I believe the theater version and the 3D release on DVD is probably a little bit different than the regular version. I can only imagine we are not like going that into depth with this, just so the listener knows we're not watching multiple versions if they exist. So this is just my assumption. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But in the intro here, unexpectedly, you get Beavis and Butthead on screen. Yep. Which just made me go, wait, is it? am I watching the right fucking movie right now? Um, I had forgotten that in the theater, they do an intro. So they got Mike Judge on board. They, he must be a friend or he must like Jackass. I can only imagine. Um, and they do this little intro where they're kind of trying to, because 3D at the time is still relatively new. So they're trying to describe and explain to the audience, like, this is where you put your glasses on. But it's sure. done as like a funny sketch where they're, you know. Punching each other in the face because the 3D is so fucking real that it actually hits. And would you guys think Beavis of the, uh, and butthead? The, here's yeah. the thing?
1: I I I just was thinking about this when I saw this. They just re released Beavis and butthead You know they're re releasing all these old things, but that was a good show. But it kind of showed without updating it how much it isn't going to stand the test of time. It really hit on this kind of niche market, this immature kind of humor and stuff. But I was thinking about it. They really dropped the fucking ball. Because, like, if you watch the actual show, Beavis and Butthead, not just the movies, it was, like, them commenting on music videos on, like, MTV and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And, like, their take on these music videos. Imagine today's Beavis and Butthead dissecting TikTok videos. Like, how fucking much better would that be than what they're trying to do these days? He's pretty good, actually. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. There's room for it. I think just in general with with TikTok, or sorry, with, with Beavis and Butthead. It's been so long since I've had any context. Yes, they did just release the Beavis and Butthead movie, but I'm so far removed from it that my nostalgia for it is almost I've, yeah. I've forgotten about it. So when I saw them show up, I was like, OK, cool. This is good. It was a nice little intro. And we know Mike Judge has had some experience with the Jackass crew. We saw in Jackass 2.5 that he was around to do the poof when he uh, <laughs> uh, put a bunch of air in Preston Lacey's ass <laughs> to yeah. get the, uh, the, the, the poof going. Uh, so it's nice uh, to see that poof. he's still hanging around the crew.
2: Yeah, Uh, I gotta say though, at the time, can we quickly talk about impressions at the time when you saw Beavis and Butthead, not now, but in the theater, because for me, I remember smiling and thinking, this is fucking awesome, like I haven't seen Beavis and Butthead, I think they were on, it was on a break at that point, like there hadn't been any Beavis and Butthead shit for like, not, not
0: not for quite a while
2: i and i mean you see them and it's like oh holy shit yeah yeah like, i was, mean I, that was cool it was a pop in the theater for see sure, beavis and
0: butthead was never going to give me like a huge pop not at that point in my life in 2010 but it was it was nice to see it, it felt almost like it hadn't been enough time yeah since seeing them that it was like cool again it was almost like they were still kind of on the fringe of like cool or not cool so i didn't i didn't okay. find myself like oh my god these guys i fucking love them it was if if it happened yeah. today and Like if there were a new movie that came out and Beavis and Butthead introed it, I would have been like, oh, I never would have expected that. But it's like how, you know, like. Like Chris Jericho still kind of shows up and you're like, okay, like, all right. But if he took <laughs> like a good, a, but if, if <laughs> yeah. edge, when edge came back, yeah. you were like fucking edge, I haven't seen edge in forever. Cause he went yeah. away from a broken fucking time. neck
2: coming yeah. back to wrestle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a real fucking jackass for you. Uh, listen guys, we got to jump right into this because I cannot contain myself any longer. We've done the preamble. This is it. Everybody listeners get ready for jackass 3d, the gates of heaven open <laughs> Hashtag smoky times, boys. They must have like, their dad must have like a fucking, he works at a smoke machine company or something because he's he set them up. Like th- these guys are looking good at the high school talent show this year. That's all I'm saying. Uh So the gates of heaven open and this is where we get the boys walk out. And I don't know about you two, but because we've been watching so much Wild Boys and other non-jackass content where everybody's together, when I saw them walk out, Big smile on my face. Same. They hadn't even done a, th- a thing yet, and I was just already in heaven for it's, lack of a it's, better.
0: It's the Transformers coming, or the 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 uh, it's it's the Power Rangers making Megazord. Like, sure, the yeah. the power the, the Power Rangers are all cool on their own, but the power comes when they all come together, and oh, that's man, what we're that's getting exactly here.
2: It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A huge you, pop for them coming out.
0: Did you notice in slow motion? Because you know, you get Johnny Knoxville uh, nut sacking, wee man. Uh, and you notice Knoxville has his hands covering his dick the whole time. Yeah. His hands do so. not leave that position for the whole movie. <laughs> Every time you see him, he's covering his nuts. It's it's fantastic. He's scared.
2: He knows he's now here in you're in the fucking no man's land. At any point, you could get a nut shot. You, you got to be fucking careful here. But before we jump into what happens sure. in the intro, I want to talk about the costumes. Okay. Can I lay out the yeah, costumes for the listener right now? Uh, slow motion, they're coming out the, the door, big set, they've got this huge rainbow pound painted on the background, and yep. they're all walking out, just strutting their shit here, but we've got Bam, dressed up as a giant cupcake, mm-hmm. steve in Angel's wings, if you got Wee Man, this took me a second, so bear with me, I was I was thinking Fireman? Uh, nope, Sunflower Plantation <laughs> owner, No uh oh shit he's a fisherman okay yeah i guess they call him jay the fisherman after all knoxville comes out he's a sailor you got ryan dunn in like an old-timey boat conductor I, or like a marching band or something yeah, like that. yeah something like yeah. that uh aaron he's um oh aaron was the uh the skater right yeah. no that was dave dave's the skater aaron's the fucking um i fucked up in my notes and wrote aaron the car he was not dressed <laughs> up as an automobile uh so someone's gonna have to fill me in on that one. I don't remember what Aaron was, um, but Preston the pirate, and then you got Aaron. Pawneous. Aaron was
0: dressed up as like the the cat, wasn't he? I think you I think you Thank mistyped you. car and cat. Yeah.
2: yeah. He was a cat. And then you got Pontius here just being way too fucking sexy. All American party boy. He's the only one who just kind of went with the standard, but he stood out because that's all you need to do. You don't need to dress Pontius up. Just get him in the fucking American, you know, undies and, and you're good to go. Uh, what'd you guys think of the costume layout here? Good selection? It was good. happy with this
0: yeah i mean it's the one that stood out to me the most is the strangest was bam as the hundred percent that was my favorite one <laughs> by like, far it's happening yeah like g- weird in a good way you know yes i like the 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 meat and potatoes chris pontius where it's just pontius and a Speedo, but then the absurdity of bam going so far the other way is also very yeah. bam margera so i i appreciated that and like One thing I noticed throughout Jackass 3D or three, depending on the version you watched, is that Bam Bargera, he's kind of nowhere to be seen in a lot of this one. And not just like sure he's on camera a lot, but his personality is absent from a lot of the stunts that he's in. And this one, though, it seemed like he was at least having some fun with. So it was it was good to see. You think that, eh? Oh, yeah. We'll go through it like stunt by stunt as I noticed him kind of not giving his his all because there are some where he does. And I make a a specific note saying like, okay, Bam's back. This is good. But there was a lot of it where it just seemed like he was kind of on the
1: outskirts and maybe just fed up or something. I I literally think the exact opposite. My number (laughs) one take of watching this, like from the moment he comes on camera when Dunn's behind him in this little bit over here and Dunn whacks him, And Bam turns around and normally he just hits people back and you're just like, oh, I'm just going to get it big time. And he just looks at him and does this weird little shimmy thing in his (laughs) freaking cupcake soup and the weirdest thing and then turns around. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. And from that moment, I was like, it actually made me watching this made me rethink my stance on the Bam jackass situation before I was kind of like, man, yeah, like it is what it is. And it just I miss Bam so much watching this. It fucking really pissed me off because I really started thinking of, I'm like, all these movies, all you guys were getting fucked up the whole time. You show up to film, you do your shit. You're not in the best condition. Some days you're in great condition. Other days, this was the model of Jackass for so long. He's in the fucking movie. He's already at the set. He's doing his stuff like who? So you give him some fucking contract. He can't party like fuck off. You know, like really when it comes down to it, he was, I'm sure he was good enough just to get his shit done and be in the sketches. And they wanted to send some fucking things, probably because he's the second biggest earning money maker, to be honest. Like, a lot of this shit makes me really think that fucking, you know, Knoxville and, and Jeff Tremaine, like, it's not it's no fucking secret that they actually keep most of this money. And the, these guys aren't well paid. Even, like, Steve-O tried to do, like, a little hold off for his contract. And they're like, yeah. well, then you're not in the movie. It's kind of like, you know what? Fuck off. I'm sick of it. They got to get banned back in this shit because it's just not the same yeah. without him. And he was very evident watching this.
0: Yeah, it's tough to know for sure. We're all on the outside, but the the trouble is Bam is so far gone right now in terms of his addiction and everyone around him says they're like they're just bracing for news of his death, which is like a, a. a hard you, thing to say but they they've said that on multiple occasions yeah but then including steve do, do you think including kicking including him off steve the movie o.
1: and isolating him would
2: help that situation i really don't think so
0: look at so here's the i I'll think they're like, doing
2: it though for good reason like it's not it, i think you're right chris it's like that is the worst thing you could do to him but by doing that putting him on the movie he's either going to be miserable because he can't party or like it's going to bring back feelings of like oh i gotta fucking have a beer or i got to or whatever and it's then the that's Chris, it's the Chris spiral. Farley corollary. It's like what, yeah, what killed Chris Farley win. was
0: bringing him back to Saturday Night Live. Everyone right. says it. And you put them in there. You you give them the taste of of immortality again. And you risk them driving that into the ground. And And I worry that that would have been the case. It's, it's not, not
1: for stopping them or slowing him down. And the guys on Jackass don't party. It's probably better that he's around them not partying like they used to than off with his friends feeling yeah. isolated and partying in well, secret,
2: you know? You know what they should do? is have Bam on as, like, a producer or something because he's always been, like, a creative mind. You know, you think of the napkins he draws with the sketches. Like, why couldn't... If they're going to do, for example, a TV show in the future or something, right? Okay, have him as, like, a producer where you're not taking part in the show, you're not in the stunts, you're maybe not even on set, but we want you to help us, like, come up with ideas. Like, give him some of that magic back. And, like, I'm not trying to, like, prescribe a fix for Bam or Jerry. He's clearly got his own issues to deal with and stuff but i'm just saying like if that's what he wanted maybe something like that is better or more like healthier for him you know what i mean um yeah you're right like you just cut him off i don't think isolation helps in these situations if he's if you you, maybe
1: you threat that and then if he doesn't get it sorted but like the last thing people in those situations want to feel is like they can't be around people they can't be around the people that actually care about them because they're being judged etc etc when when it comes down to it it's like he was part of the crew. I'm sure what he's doing hasn't changed much from what they were doing anyways. It's just everybody else changed a little bit. Do You know what I mean? Yeah, like he but, he couldn't handle it the same change. way, but it's like put him in the fucking movie. He was already on set. It's not like he wasn't yeah. showing up to set and to cut him off in that well, situation. That's
0: we don't we don't know for sure how hard it was to deal with him on set, yeah. right? Like maybe maybe it was an element of him showing up on over. So then then and, keep
1: keep him in a few bits. Don't like edit him out of certain bits and and don't don't give him, like you know what I mean? Like he's already done like to me it's just it just We don't, they did we him don't dirty, know
0: as 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 us we don't know we don't know the full I story did. what they've what they've said is that they uh started to feel as though they were an accessory to his alcoholism when they were around him and they saw what the situation he was getting himself into and they said we can't be around you when you're like this it's not fun and it's not funny anymore you need to change because look yes it's a movie and yes it's a project the the part of what they said there that I understand is if there were someone in my life who were driving their car into the wall time and time again, and I knew eventually it was going to kill them and I kept handing them the keys to the car, I would feel like eventually yeah. I'm uh, and I keep telling them I'm not like you have to get this in under control. And then finally, I would just say, I don't want to be around you. You're going to crash your car. I don't want to be around you when it happens. And, and, and I'm sorry, but at some point you're doing this to me by constantly getting yourself back in the situation and, and that's right. what i would be afraid of is that i'm around the person i've enabled them and then they die and now i feel guilty about it and it's such it's a shitty situation to be yeah around. no there's no
1: winning there's no winning yeah. in a situation like this i just i think when i'm just watching this i it just Jackass doesn't feel jackass without him, so maybe I'm letting
0: that I totally maybe I'm agree letting with. those one hundred percent
1: come aside where, where I get a resentment because it's just so much fucking better every time he's in the frame. He's just one yeah. of those people. We already don't yeah. have done yeah. anymore, so we're already losing that. Like we lost the biggest chunk of what is essentially half of Jackass. You know what I mean? Yep. The yeah. the two competing yep. heads. So just I just wanted to fucking see him back, man. It's fucking
2: sad. I hear you for sure. He's part of the equation for sure. And you mentioned done there, and man, 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 I'm so happy seeing him back <sighs> for sure. Because he's see, been so absent from our content on the podcast here for a while. And when I saw him come out, it was just like, fuck yeah, I forgot about Dunn being in this. And I was so stoked. And he highlights in so many of the early sketches too. So it's just, oh, yeah, it's This it's, it's movie joy, is the best man. version of funny. Ryan Dunn.
0: This is, this is him at his absolute best. He's so now, funny and he's
2: so charming. Okay. So almost 100 episodes later, Mikey, take <laughs> us back on a trip for nostalgia's sake. Where did you start out with Ryan Dunn? Think back to season 1 TV show. So, I Where are you now?
0: I loved Ryan Dunn when I was a kid. You know, he his he was so charming, he was so fucking cool. So to go back to Jackass volume 1 and see him go by the name Plugs with none of his confidence, no beard, Plugs, no self-identity. Yeah, he would pull out of sketches. Yeah. He didn't like getting hurt. He complained all the time. He oversold his injuries, but not in a fun yeah. way. It was so hard to watch because I'm like, I know this isn't him. I know he gets so much better. Um, and I was hard on him, but I knew eventually he turns it around and he started to around Jackass 2 and then in Viva La Bam. But this is like his magnum opus. This is the best version of Ryan Dunn. Why do you gotta this is do the that, version right? I remember of him.
1: What? You know, why or do you gotta, you gotta throw in these random phrases? Magnus opus. Fucking trying to pretend you're all fucking smart and shit. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> no one knows what you say. Stop trying to fucking stunt on everybody. It's fucking stupid, man. Jesus Christ.
0: Magnum opus. Oh, magnum I love, opus. I love, why don't you
1: just say it's as fucking cool as ever, opus. you know, like something like that. You, know, you got to fucking jazz yeah, it up and just be fucking Mr. Ugh, I'm on my high castle with my mustache.
0: You're turning very Don Vito.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: but at least people
1: yeah, can probably understand that better than your stupid too. fucking phrases that no one knows that like you've learned in fucking studying like tenth year friggin' Latin. <laughs> 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 tenth year <laughs> <laughs> It
0: was his magnum opus, is what I'm trying to say. Like it was his jackass
1: where... Roman numeral two, two one one V.
0: Hey, you know what that would have been pretty cool if it were that was actually Wait, like hey that's look at crispy and smart all of a sudden did he say one one v yeah. i think he means iiv yeah
1: yeah yeah okay oh no, there you go again like you just fucking have to correct everybody
0: it's it is okay, it's whatever it's yeah. fine <laughs> move on um, listen guys
1: magnum opus, mr
2: holland's opus <laughs>
0: <laughs> he said that instead of iii I, I, I think or is it i is it iiv
2: well, no, because yeah. is Jackass 3 we're talking about? Like, what are you talking about? It would just be three fucking lines. That's, yeah, yeah, it's IV and VI. Yeah, but. Look, I have the Rocky <laughs> box set right next to me. Would you like me to confirm? <laughs> like, I'm not even. <laughs> Here.
0: There you go. It is Rocky III. Oh, man. We're good now? Yeah. Okay. Damn it. That was the most Chris moment of all time. Um, The most Chris moment
1: is to have someone actually have the fucking box set to prove me wrong, like right on the spot. (laughs) Yeah. Son of a bitch. You're welcome. Don't worry, Jay. I love you. The most
0: Danger Aaron moment of all time. And this was one of my, one of my, uh, uh, the things that tickled me the most about the intro is, is Ryan Dunn's walking by Danger Aaron and Danger Aaron goes to give him a spank and completely misses, like completely misses Ryan Dunn's ass, lift it it hard. And it looks so much worse in slow motion, which is, uh, that, that was great.
2: So, yeah, I guess we're only on the intro. We should probably pick it up here a little bit. But let's go through some of the sketches that because We get everyone in a line. They're basically saying, hello, audience. We're fucking back. That's what this moment is. And it's brilliant. And I love it. It's a good way to communicate with your audience who's been waiting so long to see you back on screen. And this is just for us as the viewers, this moment. What's next is uh you could tell it's the boys like i'm just watching sketch by sketch because what happens is everyone gets their own painful kind of stunt to introduce them here in slow motion and 3d if you're watching in 3d but um what i'm thinking the whole time watching these is like how did they decide who was going to do what was it like Mm -hmm. a committee you know we're all going to vote or was it like based on everyone's personality because sometimes it seems that way like for example when you get preston getting the cannonball right in the gut Yeah, it makes perfect sense that you do that with him, but you get, you know, the big 3D blow up um, inflatable tube that comes out, which we saw in Jackass 2 and hits Knoxville right in the side of the head and turns his Um, face to plastic to rubber. Oh, God, the the
0: number of slow motion hits that you get in this movie. Amazing. Mm
2: -hmm. Oh, it's so good, man. And like you get the fucking hand slap to Pontius, big giant glove, which we'll see make an appearance in just a bit here. And it just keeps getting better and better. I got to say the best one for me, though, is, and I think we can all agree, 100%. it's the flying fucking drop, drop kick to uh, to to Dave in midair there. No, he, no, not Dave. England sorry, that's done. Drop
0: kick's done. Yeah. Done. He literally so, takes a yeah, fucking Miro
1: Crocop Cop fucking kick to the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did he not get knocked out?
2: Dude, he, it's incredible. Like, they must have used a trampoline for this because it looks so fucking good. He's like at a. He's fucking horizontal in midair, and those feet extend out. They're perfect side by side. And when he hits Dunn in the face, you said Knoxville turned to plastic earlier. This is like a fucking jar of jelly or something. Yeah. His face doesn't even look like a fucking face. Anymore. It doesn't. His
0: body doesn't look like a body. It, the the there's two things I want to note about this drop kick. Apart from the fact that. The accuracy in it is outstanding. Good job, Dave. I don't know that I could do that on my first try. And you better fucking hit this on your first try. You don't want to get a neck hit and then have to do it again or something like that. But the one thing one thing I want to bring up is, yes, he does get a drop kick to the chin. He gets some sweet chin music, but oh, yeah. he also a balloon pops on the back of his head. Like at that point, isn't it a bit redundant? Like, I don't think we need that. Uh The last part is when he takes the foot to the chin. He looks like he's so dazed that he looks off to the side and his eyes are like the eyes of someone tripping on mushrooms who notices the trees are talking to them like he's just so he's not on this plane anymore. It's, yeah. it's almost scary to see him like, well, that's a concussion for sure. I don't care if he stands up after that's like Will Smith was concerned about that shit in the movie concussion. Like that was that was that was rough.
2: Yeah. It's a sight to see and I'm glad they caught it in such high fidelity on camera in slow motion because you could watch that over and over. Like you could wake up every day, fuck waking up every day and watching it. You could have it on like a fucking framed video screen in your house on the wall that just plays this moment over and over like an art piece. (laughs) Yeah, make it an NFT. And make it an NFT. That's all we got to do because it is gold and it is the best part of this intro. And of course you get everything. You get Wee Man getting slapped with some big old fish. Um, you do the Stevo o uh, jump from a trampoline into a ceiling fan and land on a table, which is a rehash, mm-hmm. right? Because he did this in... like It's just a rehash of... In the hotel When room. did we see this initially? Back in the It was in the just day. in the TV yeah. show, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah.
0: He's done things like this a few
2: times. So it was good, because it was like, this is a signature Steve-O move. Let's do it again in 3D, which is cool. And I'm sure in 3D, the pieces of table fucking fly right at you and shit. It's real cool. Um, we get Bam getting hit in the midsection with a giant baseball bat-looking thing. And... Aaron getting paintballed, which is a classic, but I think out of all of them, for me personally, that was probably one of the weaker ones. But Um, is it
0: okay? Can I just can we talk about that for a quick second? Aaron,
2: Aaron from
0: ten feet away is getting blasted with paintballs, and we look at that like not that big of a deal. That was the biggest. That's what Johnny Knoxville did on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. Like close up paintballs used to be the most badass thing you can do. He as as part of the original Mm. cup test took a paintball to his cup and that was supposed to be like a big thing and he got shot in the leg and he's like that's the, the to show how far we've come or they've come as stunt people in jackass that this is the worst part is like. You yeah. know, in a video game when, like, you face a boss and then 10 hours later in the game, they're just like a field character, like a field enemy running around. Like, See? this is just a throwaway thing.
2: See, Mikey, and you didn't have to use any fucking stupid words. Yeah, that was a perfectly exactly. good analogy. No magnus opuses. <laughs> that was much better. Something we can all enjoy. You know, th- thank okay, you sure of thanks for pointing it out. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> That's true. Maybe I maybe I should dumb myself down for our listeners. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not wow. Sure. Wow. Yes. This is my. Did you just call my dumb.
1: Dome yourself down. I don't the think listener. they'd understand it. You are I don't think they'd understand it if I said that. You're I thought not, he was he's talking not a man of the people. Come
2: on, he's not a man of the people. No, clearly not. Not those people. So if that's not enough for you, all of this in slow mo and 3D, guys. For me, I can't believe I'm telling you this. This is my new favorite movie intro. This, oh, is, yes, this is it. I, t- is I it. actually it's totally agree. It's just so good. Yeah it's got this like butt rock eighties hair metal playing in the background, which I normally fucking hate, but for some reason it works so good here. And it actually got me pumped that they're the boys are back. Like the slow moles, just it's the slow mo stunts are just wholesome selections of like, like I said earlier, here's a guy's personality. Here's a stunt to go with it for how we feel about him, And everybody's just happy. There's good energy. You can tell like they're excited to be back for this and they're mm-hmm. not like tired and just over it. It's like, This felt good, and I never thought I'd say that because that shopping cart in Jackass one is so fucking iconic. Yeah, but this felt so good, and maybe it's just because it's been a while that I'm I'm feeling it too. But and imagine seeing like
1: 3D again. Like we're not even seeing the best version of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I still, I still would go shopping cart because it was all consolidated into one story, like one central idea, and the shopping cart is so iconic, and I like the simplicity of it. But this was definitely my number two. Okay. Hey, wasn't there supposed
2: to be a flying dildo? Did I miss that?
0: That comes later in the movie. That comes later in the movie.
2: Yeah. Not to spoil anything. Spoilers (laughs) for the flying dildo. But yeah, I I was expecting to see it in the intro and it wasn't there. So, okay. Uh, We're here. Let's do it, people. Finally. Only, uh, you know, 45 minutes later or so. uh, No big deal. No big deal. (laughs) We're we're getting there. I told you we're going to savor every fucking drop of this. Let's do it. This is the giant hand and my God is this just the best way to start this film because it's not something that's an elaborate setup that you can tell took them like a day to get prepped they're just showing up at their first what I can assume is their first shoot they're in a kitchen somewhere and they're just kind of greeting each other as they come in but they've got this big hand on a giant spring right around the corner like right when you enter this kitchen area and nobody knows what's coming for them this is classic iconic jackass right here and first dude to go down is ryan dunn and when i seen him coming around the corner with that smile on his face he's talking to Wee man he's like sup nerd they're making (laughs) fun of each other and then the slaps comes and and the thing i love most and boys i want your opinion on this too is that when dunn goes down no hard feelings smile on his face he's like dude you played it off so good everybody is like just so happy to be back doing this shit and i love seeing that
0: well, it's interesting just to to touch on that quickly. There's a calendar in like they're in an office and there's a calendar in the office and the calendar says May 2010. This movie came out in October mm. of 2010. So this okay. had to have been one of the last things that they filmed and they edited sure. it pretty quickly to get it in there. So it it was almost like, you know, maybe they were coming in to watch like an early cut of the movie. So they may really not have been expecting anything. They may have thought filming was mm. done and then and then this is it, which yeah. makes it that much better. And by the way, Low-key MVP of this stunt, I know we're not going to do man. MVPs for everyone, is We Man. He sells it 100%. so well every yeah. single time. He's so good. He's Sup, so good. Like, he, The way he doesn't,
1: like, he's not even looking at, you know how hard it would be not to look at them when they're coming in? Like, he like <laughs> set, looks at them and then starts looking straight ahead and then he just casually talks. Yeah. It is so perfect. Like, I wouldn't, so many people would give you, like, an inkling where you just see that look in their eye and you're like, uh-oh, something's about to happen. Yeah. He kills it. I, and, oh man, I love it.
0: There are two linchpins in this stunt. One is the linchpin that springs the, uh, the hand over to the doorway. And there is one, which is the success of the stunt relies on the linchpin of we man selling
2: people walking through that door. That's it. And he sells it well, so well that they even got Aaron to carry in a tray (laughs) of hot soup, which come on (laughs) tray full of soup. He's not going to do it. Says one of the guys as he comes in, he's like, he's not coming. He's not going to do it. And then, Lo and behold, there he is around the corner, and he's just looking around like some shit's about to happen. He knows that this is just bad, but he still makes his way to that doorway. And Knoxville's reaction when he goes down and is all covered in soup, and he's laughing. He says, "Ah, he fell for the soup. It's like, yeah, I didn't think he would fall for the soup either. I'm just as surprised. To me, I'm almost... I'm surprised that they were surprised. Like, it
0: doesn't doesn't seem like they... Like, why wouldn't he? You know, he's just like someone asks him, like, hey, can you carry these soups into the kit? Like, okay, sure. But I mean, in hindsight, it's you're you're
1: in you're in a Hollywood movie. You don't think you have people that bring your food for you. You're not getting the stars of the movie to carry in a tray (laughs) of fucking hot
2: soup. True, true. (laughs) And he fucking failed the number one kitchen rule. When you go around a corner holding hot soup, you must yell hot soup. Everybody knows this. That's a health hazard. You don't want to end up like that lady in the PSA with the burnt face. Yeah, that gave me nightmares. You I've know seen, what I'm talking about. That's how I've bad that was.
0: I know how important it is to yell "corner" or "hot" or something like yeah. that. Come on.
2: Yeah. yeah, Chris, you're the you're the big Bam Margera um, spokesman for this episode. As as we determined in the in the intro, I know you're very passionate about your Bam Margera I and am. how he adds to the whole cast here and, and his presence being important what did you think of bam being here for his debut in the in the big hand i it's just so funny because this
1: is t- like to me this is like the, we are saying this was peak done this is like peak bam to me he's like okay. oozing with confidence he's is all cool he's got his swagger about him but he's just about to tip over that edge where he's a little full of himself mm-hmm. in a certain aspect you know what i mean so That fucking powder slap right to the face just to humble you back down. He has this nice, cool outfit on and just gets caked in that shit. I fucking loved it, man. And I love his reaction, too. He fucking thought it was
2: funny, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And what a way to just tape those big bags of flour right. Because, like, that's a bag of flour is, like, relatively heavy. It's packed. It's condensed. So I can only imagine that coming at you at that speed and hitting you probably doesn't feel very good either.
0: Well, he goes legit horizontal. Like, he is like, like as like, perpendicular yeah <laughs> parallel to the ground like he is just like up feet as high as his neck it is it's the funniest reaction this would have been the kind yeah. of thing you know in jackass 2 how i had some moments where i'm like it looked like they edited that to remove a couple frames to make it look a little bit more intense than oh, it was no.
2: bringing back the conspiracy theory no no is. i'm
0: saying this one didn't look like that it looked totally legit and he just got upended and which is which is fantastic and at the end of it he's laying on the ground they're showing the slow motion If you look just to the left of the doorway there's a massive first aid kit and like the <laughs> the useless feeling of a first aid kit on the set of a jackass movie it's like that sad pitcher of water that they put in a bar yeah. that no one ever touches it's like this thing's not getting any use don't worry if about
2: they it. if they're gonna have a first aid kit it has to be like a novelty like four times the size first yes, aid kit <laughs> exactly. you know
0: and they have to yeah. throw it at someone's head like that's yeah. that's, that's it's like
2: a, b- it. a box of condoms at a fucking bukkake <laughs>
1: fucking or a cream pie fucking porn shoot exactly <laughs> why, why is it there
0: get it out of there we got See the come the we have to see the yeah. come
1: that's
2: the point
0: um do you guys want to give this one a review
2: We've got one guy wearing one who invited that guy uh i do want to give it a review mikey but that would be before-
1: mikey oh i'm gonna play it safe. i can't fucking have sex without a
2: condom I'm i don't have fucking- sex
1: without condoms it's dangerous
2: you're such a fucking loser bro grow up icky uh i gotta say one thing though um we talked about it earlier about Bam Margera and the hardships between the group and him. Uh, did you guys notice what they said about Bam here?
0: I don't remember. No. What did they say?
2: They referred to Bam Margera as our friend Bam. Ah. So remember that, kids. They said it on on camera. Our friend Bam. He is if their things friend. Things are if things are fucked up now. That I, I think at the heart of the issue, they still love the guy. Yeah, they're, they're I friends. Think so. You could tell so. mm-hmm. even now if things were a bit rocky that he's our friend Bam. Like they want him here. It's a good thing. I just wanted to note that because it felt good to hear. Absolutely. It's after a little endearing. shit I like that's that. been going on. 100%. You know? uh,
0: yeah. Jay, do you want to continue on to give your uh, review of uh, the High Five?
2: Ooh, giving me the honors for the first review of the uh, Jackass 3. Fuck yeah, let's do this. So, yeah, the High Five. Oh my God, man. When I saw this in the theater for the first time, I remember just knowing we were in for something special because this, yeah, you, ha- you have to remember, like, and I think we talked about this in Jackass Forever they had a big hand with the machine gun Kelly thing and it didn't quite land yeah. the same. So it's like, we've seen that and I kind of want it to be fresh. This is the fresh baked 6 AM. You go to the bakery and you're getting your fucking fresh baked high five. The first time we're seeing it, I can just smell it, man. It's in the air and it smells, it smells good. like Tomato soup for some reason. <laughs> yeah. It smells like <laughs> tomato soup. And this is so fucking iconic that I'm starting off on a high note. Like I, I, you can't, recreate it did i like that here's a good question did i like this more than the valentine's day card thing that's that's the big question boxing glove i don't think i did but they took that concept and one-upped it here and like it was just as good in the theater i wasn't like upset that they were doing something similar again i was like fuck yeah more of this so i'm going with a solid eight out of ten for this one (sighs) it's a great way to start this i don't think it's like a perfect 10 I don't want to push it into nine because I feel like I rated that boxing glove one higher. Yeah, you um, rated the
0: boxing glove uh, a nine, the punch card one. Okay, so I think
2: that sounds about right for me. Chris,
0: what about you?
1: I am. It's a perfect ten for me, man. Okay. <laughs> like, to, be, to be honest, it's like like you said, is do I like it better than the the Valentine's Day card? No, but was it equally as good? Sure, or was it maybe slightly less? But the Valentine, I know for a fact, I gave the Valentine's Day thing a ten. I'm assuming, anyways. But- yeah, you did. You did. Um, okay. this is just as good, man. I I love it. when when that hand came out to start this movie, because like, yeah, we watched it before, but we don't know the order of things. We don't remember which was part of which, etc., etc. Like, my dick almost got hard. Like, I was so <laughs> fucking excited <laughs> to see this fucking shit because I know I loved it, and it doesn't let me down. It just makes me laugh. I burst out to laugh every time I see it. What more than like, what more do you ask for out of a ten?
0: Yeah, I I gave the punch card a nine and a half out of ten, and I think one to one. Out of context of the movie and release date, I I like the punch card better. But there's something about the choice to have this as the first stunt of of the movie. We haven't seen these guys in a while. It's the it's our favorite type of stunt, which is just the the crew together pull, pulling pranks on one another. Everyone gets in, and it's like when you've been pranked, now you're on our side, and now we get to we pay it forward to the next crew because of the context of it. I'm actually going to give it a ten out of ten. Uh, I think it's like it's like placing a song in the right spot on a record or something like that in context of the rest of the movie and and the choice to put it here. And the fact that we haven't seen these guys doing this in four years at the time that it came Mm out. I'm giving this one a 10 out of 10.
2: Nice. Nice. It's not quite a man farting out a poof of baby powder, (laughs) but you know what? You know, my rating scale, I, I can understand why you went 10 for sure. Like it. It, it's again, I use the analogy a lot this episode, but it's like going to a wrestling show and seeing your favorite guy come out. It's a pop. You're yep. just immediately like the first time it happens, you're like, Fuck yeah, on board. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um But yeah, we're moving on, guys, because uh everybody's dressed up here in their best toga outfits. It's college days after Island and after all, and as Pontius says, you know, when we were young, we were wild. Wet t shirts, body shots, corn holing. Does anyone, <laughs> by the way, Cornholing, does anyone want to give the listeners, a, should we Urban Dictionary cornholing real quick? I yeah, thought it was that. just that game where you throw the, the sandbag into the hole. Yeah. See, this is why we need Urban Dictionary, because that's, that's what you think. That's what you think, but I'd I bet to wager that there's something way dirtier <laughs> waiting for us. For example, butt-fucking, anal intercourse, penetrating the rosebud with one's prong. With one's prong. That's what I, they you got. Know what? I, here's, yeah. a, here's a hot
0: take. I don't that's probably don't know. how Mikey. Oh, fucking wait, 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 wait Mikey, 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 Mikey. And though we didn't, we didn't Rose get the example. We
2: okay, we didn't get the, the, example the example sentence. You need the example sentence because Captain Piss Gums and his pervert pirates were always cornholing one another and anything else that moved.
1: Fucking yeah. remember, I was talking Who about how, pirate, how pirates were gay back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that's not meant to be. There's conspiracy, obviously a conspiracy, conspiracy. here. Yep. Chris, is- what, what, they one random example had to be gay pirates. Chris' take true, guys. is that
0: people became no. pirates so that they could be gay yeah. at sea. Which yeah, is quote Chris, the most absurd thing in the
1: world. No, no, that's no. That's no. What got them them people gay.
0: <laughs> are they vampire? They turn people gay? What are you talking about?
3: It's
0: gotta happen somehow.
1: Someone someone converts you. That, that's no, a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> I don't even want to play that game. No, that's not it, a no. game I'm willing to play right, right now. Probably,
0: probably a good idea. I, my, here's my take on Urban Dictionary. They try too fucking hard. That's not funny. It's not absurd. They try so hard to go absurd and like silly and gross and stuff. It's like, no, a a bit more subtlety. It's not not Harvard enough for Mikey. In other words, it's not. It's not. That wasn't their magnum opus. I don't think. Okay.
2: (laughs) So this is the jet ski. What it has to do with spring break and the toga. Like, am I missing something here? The jet ski thing. I seriously
0: have no idea. It's like okay. they it's like they just raided the costume department because uh uh Johnny Knoxville's dressed up like he's going to prom in like a suit and <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he's got a jet ski in a water, and the whole premise is he's just gonna launch the jet ski from like a small pool over mm-hmm. a ramp over a hedge. So I don't get the spring break. Yeah. Maybe it's from a reference to a movie like Animal House or something that I'm missing, but
1: maybe. Yeah. They did toga parties at college, but that wasn't at spring break. Spring break you leave college, right?
0: yes yes that's true
1: what i loved about this one is the camera angle i like when he gets on this jet ski you number one you don't really know what he's gonna do and ultimately what he does is jump the jet ski off a ramp over the hedge Mm -hmm. but i love how the fact that before the shot they didn't show you the landing you don't know what he's getting himself into It's, it's a complete surprise you see from the back you're like what is he dead? Like, did he jump off a cliff? Like what the hell happened there? You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it just, it added that element of suspense to it. And I just thought it was, I don't know. I, I liked it
2: for something small. It was nice. Yeah, was nice. totally. Yeah. Cause he just disappears over that hedge and you're right. You don't know what's on the other side. It's, it is a good shot. I didn't really think of it that. in depth, And, and you also right. have the
0: shot from like his dashboard, basically. Like yeah, looking mm-hmm. up at him, which is great because you see the look on his face like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Like he lands on a slant. So it, it feels like that would kind of cushion it. But he goes like over the handlebars. It just in general, though, like the, the pacing of Jackass 3D so far is per- it's pitch perfect. You got a great intro. You've got a prank sketch and then an interstitial like on board. Everything about this so far is just so well paced.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah no that's fair i, I know we're not going to rate this one because it's kind of a lower lower tier it's not lower tier it's just shorter and sweeter as so we we try to stick to the the meteor segments to rate but i will ask you this instead boys was this this sketch worth a jet ski yeah it was oh, yeah.
0: like breaking the jet ski yeah 100 yeah. percent. they've got mtv money okay. they've got paramount money at this point probably like yeah this is you could get a, a shit jet ski for i don't know a couple grand okay
2: Well, round of applause for the king of spring break. And I love here how you send us off. Pontius complains about his dad finding out about this.
0: (laughs) That's that's so good. good. Pontius Pontius putting a button on sketches with one dumb line is amazing. I've always loved that.
2: Yeah. This next one is uh, Steve-O making his first debut appearance of this movie. And uh, just (laughs) right out of the gate. Like, I remember laughing out loud in the theater when he says, I'm Steve-O. Pauses. Just. Says, oh, fuck. Why do I have to be Steve? <laughs> and his voice goes up a couple octaves when he says it. He clearly does not want to do this. This is T-ball. We've got Ryan Dunn doing the honors to hit the T-ball. And it's going to be a, a direct, as they say, direct ding-dong hit here, which I... Uh, He's hitting it's dingers. Pretty, it's pretty simple. Give, give it a to new it. word for dingers.
0: It's, it's it simple. Good. the I think the best part about it weirdly because when you tell me someone's about to hit a t-ball into someone's nuts I'm thinking the best part of the stunt is going to be when the t-ball hits the nuts that that perfect moment the best part like you said Jay is is Steve-O doing the intro he's yeah. he's acting as though if he doesn't say the intro he never actually has to to go through with the stunt it's the equivalent of like if i if a murderer comes into your house and you hide under the covers like if I can't see him he's not really there like he's like if I don't say I'm Steve-O I don't have to get hit in the nuts and then eventually yeah. the realization comes and he just this Chris you mentioned a few weeks ago that Steve-O has this thing where he's always said one two three go and then he does it no matter what is this the one example where he didn't do it because he it's like he's gonna do it he's like I'm Steve that's the (laughs) the one time I've seen him hesitate this could be the Mm -hmm. one exception to his rule
1: or maybe he didn't do the one two three in his head and then that's when he actually ends up panning it out maybe I just I remember this I don't know about you guys but to me, this always is in my mind when I think of, like, the stunts I would want to do the least.
0: Oh, like, yeah. This, oh to God, me, is, yeah. like, okay. one of the
1: most brutal, painful-looking stunts in the history of Jackass. It doesn't, doesn't just because it's not jazzed up, just because there's not a big production around it. To me, like, a lot of the times, it's those simple ones. If, if it could sell itself by just being one small little thing. Holy shit. And that's a direct fucking hit with a baseball. And they, you know there's no room for error because it's not on like a, a, a loose string or something like that. It's on a, a rod. They have yep. a perfect mm-hmm. aim lined up. You know no matter what happens, it's going to get a direct fucking hit yep. square in the dick. Oh, and yeah. Nobody wants that. And especially no, it's, it's, basically.
0: It's, it's Ryan Dunn holding the baseball bat. And mm-hmm. by the way, no one in this world looks better holding a melee weapon than ryan dunn he just like <laughs> straps it over his shoulder like that guy is cool as yeah. shit I, like yeah. he looks like negan from walking dead like with his baseball bat i'm like that fucking guy knows how to hold a melee weapon
2: yeah oh totally and, like at this point little league champion ryan dunn here he, he hits a home run and you know like it's like you said it's direct hit no matter what chris so it's pretty much up to the batter and how hard they can hit at this point yeah. and that's the only factor and dunn would probably be one yeah. of the the
1: oh, yeah. people I would least want to be in control of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he's not going to
2: hold back. No, hundred no. percent. And this is I another example though, could. by the
0: way of, of Knoxville holding his nuts. He's holding
2: his nuts the entire
0: sketch. He knows something. <laughs> Cause up. you know, yeah.
2: he's good. Well, he, I think he's just feeling like that's empathy. That's like dude, yeah, to yeah, dude could also be that. testicle, testicular empathy <laughs> right there. It's like, I'm feeling this too, man. Cause it, we're all visualizing it before it happens. That's the thing. If you're a guy, you're visualizing the pain, the impact you're just thinking about, just get this over with. Because, yeah, holy shit! Um, I don't know if I would choose tying a brick to my my knob and dropping it off the edge of a scaffold over Oof, this, but yeah. or the,
0: or the the, the uh, uh, um, what's the the that Aaron does? What's the name of that thing? The pogo hop, stick. The pogo stick. The pogo stick's the worst one for sure.
2: That was pretty gnarly. Um, But this is, yeah, it's simple but effective. And uh, as Steve-O says, it's only getting worse after he gets hit. (laughs) It's only getting worse. Um, This next one, Dave England is stepping up for the bungee boogie, which is exactly what it sounds like. They've got a ramp with a pool at the end of it. And then basically they're just going to tie these bungee cords together. You know, the same one you tie down the trunk of your car when you go buy like a fucking... Chesterfield. Does anyone call it a Chesterfield? No, anymore? Jay, go just, a you, Chesterfield? Are, you are the
0: last person in the world that calls it a Chesterfield. My grandma died well, uh, 20 years yeah, ago. That was
2: the last time I've heard it. <laughs> I'm sure Irving would be on my side on this yeah, one. Yeah, Irving on. might
0: be, yeah, yeah. So
2: you got your you got your bungee cords, you you, you know, link them together, and basically you're just gonna pull back and get a guy in there, like it's a slingshot, and try to send them into the pool. And the thing that's great about this is that um it's like it's kind of like with the bungee wedgie and shit like that, where they have to figure out if it's going to work first yes. by testing <laughs> yes. it on camera. Yeah. Cause they don't know, they don't fucking know. And the first couple attempts are hilarious. Like the one where they send, uh, they send Dave flying into the side of the oh. fucking pool and he lands like with his legs in the air. And it's it, the impact is just so hard, but it's like that learning process that I think is actually more fun than watching them successfully do it. You know, I agree.
0: I've always liked yeah. the belt sander. I've always been a fan of them getting better at, the stunt you know or mm-hmm. or the loop version anytime you see them fail and fail terribly is yeah. i like that being included as part of the stunt for sure this, this one is well. just so much fun like it's just such yep. a fun time it's it, like and again i talk about the pacing of this uh this movie so far and the placement of the stunts is is expertly crafted this one is like there are different genres of jackass stunts like the interstitials, the nut hits, the the uh, the the intro, the the self pranks, and then the can we do it kind of things where it made like this one was called, I think, even Dave England's bungee boogie because he's the first one to do it. But then everyone gets in on the fun Bam wants to go on a skateboard. Um, uh uh done goes in a fucking wheelbarrow like like there's everyone gets know, the in on the fun barrel. they're like yeah
2: yeah oh dude the wheelbarrow tell me that doesn't look like no matter how you land it's just gonna hurt a lot like that, that thing was, is so yes. fucking heavy it's unwieldy like you guys ever just be doing yard work pushing the wheelbarrow around and you just like <laughs> you guys ever just be shin? doing yard work
0: yeah you guys ever just be doing yard work you are part clearly. of the nation of domination what's
2: going
1: on mikey has like yeah. slaves to do this work for
2: him <laughs> so, <laughs> clearly not a man of the people here speaking <laughs> yeah come on i don't
0: have a yard i'm in a toronto condo i there is no green space around me. Yeah. so you're not volunteering yeah. helping so helping the clean up the one the like here in his
2: toronto condo downtown <laughs> no lawn yeah. you just hide
1: in your
0: freaking penthouse away from the peasants yeah, yeah i can't get close to them they have sicknesses
2: no you know what mikey does have a lawn it's just located somewhere outside of toronto and he rarely visits but he's got <laughs> underpaid illegal workers who who come in and, and do the work for them. It's, hey, they're, uh, not, I mean it.
0: they're not underpaid compared to what other people pay their illegal workers.
2: Okay. I don't know if that makes it better. Does that I'm make I'm just it be- saying okay. it's relative. All right. All right. So that was fun. But uh, back to the wheelbarrow thing, like, it looks like it hurts. It's like solid fucking steel. I've like, I've hit my like shin or knee on a wheelbarrow before. And it's just like, ah, that's unpleasant. So I can't imagine like having a ride in this fucking thing off a slingshot. What's what's up with shins? I I
1: hit my shin on bubble wrap and it's like the most painful (laughs) thing in the fucking world. Like, it's just, why do we have such a sensitive piece of shit area? That like a little flick is going to fucking debilitate you.
2: Yeah, dude, that and the funny bone is a fucking, that shouldn't exist. Yeah. What's what's that good for?
0: All that shit sucks. I, uh, uh, I, there, there's the, the wheelbarrow one. That's what I was thinking as well was banging your shin on either the, the wheelbarrow or one of the posts that they were going between where the, uh, the, the, the elastics are actually hooked up to. I was going to ask you guys of all the things. And I guess I know your answers that people go over on surfboards, skateboards, roller skates, and wheelbarrows. Which would you least like
1: to do?
2: Ooh, good question. Well, probably the wheelbarrow. I think obviously. I think probably the yeah, wheelbarrow is mean, pretty but straightforward. I'm what, like, would dun, dun, what would you
1: most want to do? Don't don't. you most want to do? And you don't
0: have ooh. to go by what they go by in this. You can bring okay. whatever you want. What would you bring?
2: Ooh, ooh. You know what would be great? Just like lube up a pair of like downhill skis. Oh, that'd be awesome. Get that's into like one. the squat, and yeah, just fucking go for it. That'd be fun.
0: I like that one a lot,
2: Chris. What about you?
1: I'm gonna to turn to Canadian. I'm gonna have snow on there, and I'm gonna take out the old school GT snow
2: racer. Ooh, oh my god! Even the better, snow even better. Props, to you you better have the fucking metal brakes on there. No, oh, you have to have the brakes. Shit. But I'm going yeah. all gas, no brakes when I'm hitting this fucking
1: jump. <laughs> oh yeah, Come you're, you're
0: clearing the, the, the pool GT. for sure. You're clearing that pool for sure.
1: <laughs> I was gonna go ice
0: skates. I would I would have like a, a path of ice or that plastic shit that you can skate on, and I go that way.
1: Well, then you'll end up doing what ends up eventually happening to the uh, to the pool and putting yes. a hole in it when you
2: land. Yeah, Yeah,
0: who Except- would have thought you smack a wheelbarrow into an inflatable pool and it <laughs> deflates the whole thing? Yeah. But that did set Which up my is- favorite
2: part of this whole bit. Yeah. Yeah. Run with it.
1: You get Preston on the other side. So this hole is in the bottom of the of the of the uh the pool. And then you have Preston who does the most charged up run I've ever seen him do in my entire <laughs> life. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. is fucking a hundred percent committed to this. I've never seen a move like that. And he, he has this look on his face <laughs> and he jumps up over and dives through and comes out the hole at the bottom and just basically so demolishes the rest of the thing. And, you know, that's the end of that skit.
2: Yeah. Fucking his, perfect way to go out. He
0: does his Ace Ventura 2 impression. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so perfect, man. I was going to say that, too. It's like, oh, just, the yeah, the way he slides out, too. Have you ever seen there's like a. um I don't know if you if you don't watch wrestling, it's fine, but there is a pretty famous blooper of this guy called Titus O'Neil. He's running into the Royal Rumble and he slips right before the ring <laughs> and he like penguins under the ring apron and just disappears under the ring and it is I don't think It's so that. fucking amazing. it that's reminds me really, of that that's in reverse. Amazing. Yeah, um, but anyway, so this whole sketch was like a ton of fun. I This is the kind of thing that it's just the boys out in someone's backyard just having some fun. You get the fucking slip and slide out. Let's go and spend an afternoon drinking uh, uh, Five Alives and, you know, mom will make us a couple cheese sandwiches. We'll have a great time on the <laughs> slip and slide in the backyard I, I loved it i loved it it was a ton of fun uh
0: why don't we get into our reviews i, I can i can start us off because this feels Let's like go. a chunky enough one to do reviews on um for for all the reasons that i said a variety in the stunts everyone getting in on board there's some injuries there's some success bam Margera legitimately loses touch with reality when his head hits the ground on the other side of the uh of the pool after he goes over on a skateboard. He shuts down like windows and uh, and I th- for all those reasons and more, I I I I'm giving this one a, an an eight point five. Actually, I was gonna go a little lower, but man, okay. I just had such a good time with
1: it.
2: That's fair, Chris. What do you got?
1: I didn't really like it the same way you guys did. Like, oh, I thought really? it was good. It was good, average, fun. It was a nice thing. I'm happy it's in the movie, but it didn't like pop at me. Mm. I would have gave it six point nine until the present thing, but I'm going to seven. Okay. Solid, solid. Seven's a good number. You know what I mean? But it just yeah. it didn't have that like memorable thing. I'm not, I, I wasn't leaving the theater with that on my mind like some of the other sketches.
2: Yeah, Jay, exactly. Uh, yeah, I got to give props quick to Ryan Dunn's wheelbarrow attempt, which somehow I didn't get at after talking about the fucking wheelbarrow over and over for <laughs> God knows how long. Uh, did you guys notice when he goes off? It's like the perfect, uh, I think it's the last time they do it where he basically hits the ramp and then he detaches from the wheelbarrow and just kind of continues his momentum as if he's on like a magic carpet into the pool and the wheelbarrow just kind of like veers off without him. And it, it just, there's something beautiful about it that. Looks, shot it looks that like he's
0: driving Wonder Woman's invisible spaceship, like just yeah. sitting, like sitting fully prone, just like a seatbelt across him. Like he's, yeah.
2: Yeah. So all, all in all though, like I said, this is jackass after all, I expect, especially in the movies, I expect to be, wowed most of the time or just if I'm not going to be wowed by what is presented in front of me I want it to surprise me like the high five did you know it's not much when you think about it but there's magic there this sure. was fun but it's just some boys hanging out in the backyard so I'm going classic J with a six sorry a 6.9 out of 10 because I don't know it's fun but there's better shit and I know there's better shit in this movie yeah. that's I don't, that's as I don't, as I I don't
0: mark on a bell curve though like if something earns its due i'm gonna give it to it okay that's
2: fair i um, do not you don't want way, me as a teacher
0: chris i i got a question for you yeah uh, i i want you as a teacher jay if you're curving on if you're uh uh grading on a bell curve i'm I'm at the top of that curve fuck everyone yeah, but else if i see class. your
2: if i see your name on an essay it's it's just going in the garbage I don't even i'm putting chris's it.
0: name on the essay and yeah. <laughs> then
2: just like peeling off a
0: sticker that has mine on it um uh chris i got a question for you mr yeah. man of the people Mr. Yeah, accuses me of paying people to do uh, uh, the hard labor that I should be doing myself. How many Uh-oh. times have you entered your own score into our maintained
1: spreadsheet of scores <laughs> for and this? how much are you paying? And how much are you paying? The, pay-
2: the other question.
1: Guys, I'm old what? school.
2: He's I don't, old school? I want to
1: bring the people back to a time pre-technology, <laughs> um, pre-spreadsheet, because if it wasn't for me doing these types of things,
2: how do you what, what about
1: all the stuff? what about all the hard workers in the paper mills that are going out of business these days? You know what I mean? Those guys are sitting there because all this computer and Excel spreadsheets. They, they the pulp mills are going down. There's hard workers out there. Next, you're going to take away the coal mines from the coal miners. It's uh-huh. fucking bullshit, man. So the more I support, every time I would write down my score, I'm uh-huh. taking away a job from someone in a in a paper mill.
0: Uh-huh. And what do you say to all the hard workers in the radio business when we put out content for free over the podcasting networks? God, fuck what radio, do you mean in the radio man? business? Radio. radio. I already radio's... told
2: you the story about the guy that I worked they can, with. They can in put in the out their content for free. They can all fuck off. They can put out their content for free.
0: Right, but you're taking away their jobs.
1: I'm not taking away their jobs. Yeah. They still have their jobs. Mikey, those guys. You said the people, in the, you say the people on the radio. So they're on the radio?
2: Okay. People yes. people who work radio? Are they, are they on respected? the radio?
1: Not
0: not as much anymore. Not as much as they were ten years ago.
1: You just said, "What about the people on the radio?" So that means they're on the radio, therefore they have a fucking job. Well,
0: you said, "What about the people in the what about people
1: in the paper mills?" Na 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 na. You said the
0: people in the paper mills. Are they are they not still in the paper mills?
1: I don't even know what you're trying to talk about. You are you don't make any sense when you talk. You're not a man at the people. It doesn't fucking work.
2: Did you guys Andrew know my that, score, they put, that they put pulp in ice cream, like from paper mills? Ugh, you know? Do they? Yeah, That's yeah. They like keep the consistency. There's paper and all sorts of so shit. So does that mean I don't have like to wipe pulp.
0: if I only eat
2: ice cream and shit? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, at first, and then I, then I thought the best like part wiping is you your chocolate ass with ice cream. Like, then <laughs> like, nobody knows. Then no one knows the difference, right? <laughs> yeah except by the smell but yeah all right chris you want to do a little rocky music for this next one absolutely take it away <clears throat> <clears throat> going. Oh, yeah. Wet Apollo Creed. We can just keep doing this. Like, the thing I love about this episode in particular is that it's taken us a long time to get anywhere. And you know what? That's the way it's going to be, baby. I hope you're on board because, guys, this next one is so fucking good. I mean, the Rocky, it's simple. It's a slow-mo punch from behind when you're least expecting it. And, of course, it's Bam Margera delivering the blow. Well, it's also there's
0: there's one other component to it, which makes it so good, is the water to the face on one side and then punching on the other side. And like,
2: yep, get you to look one way, hit you the other. Yes. And Bam,
0: the thing about Bam in this one is he he's throwing haymakers like he's not holding anything back. And it's like, it's a wonder people don't get knocked out even more in Jackass. Like, it's amazing Mm -hmm. that some of them are still alive. It's fucking wild. Well, I
1: see, to me, I, I was watching this and I don't even think it's necessarily Rocky, that's the inspiration by this like the the movies i think it was those those brisk commercials from back in the day when they had those like cartoon versions with uh. like the saggy faces and like the sweat on their face do you remember <laughs> those oh, that's, fuck. But, yeah, like, that's, was... that's more what i think visually yeah, yeah, yeah. they're trying to achieve than like what happens in the actual rocky movie
2: god you just made me think of celebrity Deathmatch. you guys remember that show? Oh, oh yeah that of course show. Whew. Yeah, that's a blast from the past. That, that's something that I think the kids though today will not understand why that would have been popular. Like people looked forward to that shit. And I don't remember that show. Honestly, like I think it is Rose Tinted Glasses. It wasn't that good. There was a it, video it game. Wasn't, that came it out. wasn't it was, ever
0: that good. It was just cool. Like the same reason some people like portions of Fortnite now or like Ready Player One where it's just okay. this mixing of different pop culture references that yeah. everyone seems to love
2: also chris mentioning the the brisk commercials just to falling i want to fall backwards into a pool i always wanted to try that <laughs> take a sip and just hope there'll be a pool there waiting to catch me you know it's gotta just be hope. right it's gotta just be right. hope. yeah so after a punch like that though you better hope and hope there's something to fucking land on because i'd go down hard i'm pretty sure i'd be like a sack of potatoes after a fucking hit like that um, uh brendan
0: brendan novak who is the guy who gets punched takes it pretty well like he's uh cool.
2: I think he's high me, enough that that he
0: could. Uh, that's what I was going to ask. There. Is this
1: is this drug drug Novak? Yeah, or it's, is got it. it's drug
0: Novak, Novak because it's drug Bam as well. You could tell just by the look of him that he's kind of not all there in some of these scenes. He shows up a couple times in Jackass 3D.
2: Yeah, I was going to say. You said like, man, these guys. It's so surprising they don't get you know knocked out more often and things like that. I was thinking initially, like, yeah, what a roll of the dice that we got this crew of guys. We're all just super resilient, can take a punch and keep standing. Oh, no, it's probably the drugs. Yeah, I forgot about all the drugs. (laughs) So that's got to play a part. It's got to play a part. This next one, guys, I think I'd probably want to be on some sort of painkiller before jumping into this is probably I'm going to say it right now. My favorite thing in the whole movie. It's fantastic. And this came on. It's going to be
0: it's going to be our last stunt of of this episode as well. So we'll make it count.
2: Yes, exactly. And man, this is none other then uh the beehive tether ball, which is again exactly as it sounds like and when i saw the setup for this in the theater you know you, you get a shot of the bees up close and you get a beekeeper there's he's kind of describing like okay these are africanized bees manny's there which yeah. i love seeing manny again call back to wild boys manny's and it's, here it's,
0: it's the only time you see him not in his <clears throat> usual like thong and shirtless he's like covered like he yeah, knows he, what he's getting he's himself civilized into civilized here yeah
2: uh so he says it takes about a 100 stings from these bees to kill a person at least that's what he's read in the literature uh, the bee literature um 50,000 per hive is what's estimated so I'd say the chances are pretty good um <laughs> and just like this setup here it In the theater, when I saw this for the first time, not knowing it was going to be a tetherball thing. Yes. I was just wondering, like, okay, where is this going? Where is this going? Like, we've seen bee-related things before in Jackass, but now that they're, you know, really playing it up, this has got to be big, right? It's for the movie. This has got to be big. And you just see a pole, like you do on the playground, string attached to the beehive, and it takes a second to click. You're like, wait a second, weren't we just talking about bees? And then you see, and then you see that it's a beehive, and you're like... Holy uh-huh. fucking shit! Really, really? Like I even watching this again, I had that sense of like they're not actually going to do this, right? It's it's I, crazy
0: though because that to me, you would think that the the a stunt that is about playing tetherball with a beehive, you would think that far and away the best part of the stunt would be them playing tetherball with a beehive but it kind of isn't the best part comes before and after they're actually playing tetherball, which again (laughs) just speaks to like how much we love the personalities of the people on jackass. Like maybe one of my favorite lines in jackass history is how many beastings does it take to kill someone? And Manny says it takes about a hundred and they find out there's 50,000 in the hive. And Dave just goes like, well, then what are we even doing here? And some them, <laughs> yeah. someone from off camera says, uh, just go for 99 and then take off. Like, take off, like yeah. these are, these are like perfect organic jackass lines, uh, uh, and more delicious than organic bee honey. I fucking, I love this stunt so much. Yeah, I love or-
1: <laughs> organic bee honey, but you know what? I do have a bit of a, I do have, cause I have Peter's Peter's bee honey. I, I eat it with my, uh, tea every day. huh. But Peter, the, I'm the just gonna person throw this that out every here.
0: listener knows.
1: Yeah, it's Peter. Peter's Bad River Honey. Check it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, check it out.
2: Check it out. Um, I will, I'll do that.
1: And it's a very important to eat bees, bee honey from bees that are in your local area because it helps with all the pollens and all the nutrients and things in their area. It's actually very good for you because they are the people that are spreading, spreading, spreading the flowers. Sorry? <laughs> so back to my point. <laughs> Scientists are a little fucked up, man. Think about this for a second. I'm just going to like li- list the traits of the two different types of bees and tell me if you okay. find something wrong with this. Okay. Yes. Africanized bees. Mm-hmm. Aggressive. They form like gang mentalities. When when one's attacked, they all jump in and they get very aggressive on people. European bees. Docile. They keep the world going. They provide honey. They pollinate the earth. I think someone needs a little bit of a PR uh, PR rep over there because that's just not cool in my opinion
0: i i hear you i uh uh you know we know that bees in africa are more aggressive they are killer bees so africanized is 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 using is using the term uh to apply a certain type of they're more dangerous characteristic
1: (laughs) what about bees in the inner city are they more dangerous too
2: i don't know all I know about those uh, European bees you're talking about is just, don't get too close to me. Yeah, I might get you with my stinger if you get too close to my honey. <laughs> Not on this honeycomb. No, I don't think so. <laughs> they're pretty They're pretty easy going though. If you get to know them, they're, you know. Yeah, they're pretty chill. The other I'll ones are like, out. yo, Surely motherfucking either. back the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> the,
0: the, the, so the actual real reason, I know we want to make, we want to joke, but the actual real reason is because. Killer bees are Africanized bees. Those are the same thing, right? They killer bees became a thing sure, when bees from were from Wu-Tang, yeah. When <laughs> when African bees were uh crossbred with European bees. So they were africanized. Now the issue with that is <laughs> why didn't they say europeanized or something like that? They went with the version that was other than the scientists who were probably the ones naming them. So uh, our culture is just riddled with these issues. We we, we talked on Wild Boys a couple weeks ago about something that was called the jewfish and and they played Hava
1: Nagila while they were exploring that underwater. <laughs> that was so good though. I fucking love the jewfish. <laughs> I always wanted of- to catch one of those a Goliath grouper. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I kind of wish now that they fucking put the European bees in there because then when they're batting it around and they're coming out, they'd be all like, oh, yeah. Oh, look, it's <laughs> Dave England here. Oh, I love you so much, Dave England. Hey, you're England, biggest I'm fan. I'm from
1: Sweden. Yeah.
2: Hey, Gregory, come over here and sting Dave England on the bum bum. Oh, he's, the- he's exposed. <laughs> look at him run with his tail between his legs like a little boy. Us
0: German bees love so Dave cute. England because he loves to do the poo Oh, the poo of yes. <laughs> the, big fans the poo-poos. Scheisse. Scheiße. Dave England, the Scheißer King. Sorry, the Scheißer Kaiser. Scheißer Kaiser.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Scheißer Kaiser. That should be Jay's new nickname. There's I don't know what. Thank of... you. I'll, I'll take it. Hey man, if I can be royalty, I'm, I'm all about it. I'll be the poo royalty. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, you, when you're batting a beehive around, like they don't, Mikey's right. They don't get a whole lot of batting it around, but it's kind of like that thing of, okay. Cause they're standing around the pole and everyone's getting stung and freaking out. They're getting into Dave England's hat. He's wearing like one of those <laughs> yeah. fucking fur hats you'd wear out. Um, if you're like a, a hunter or a woodsman, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, And they're like getting in there. They're getting in the ear flaps, right? So Isn't, isn't he wearing, isn't it there's like there's no, a bear hat? Like it makes him look like a bear? Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. I might be remembering it wrong, but it's got the flaps, right? So that's where the bees yes. are getting in. And he's like just batting at his ears and he's jumping from leg to leg. And like they haven't even done the first hit of the beehive yet. So they know like dude you're in the sketch we need the footage one only, of you has to take this thing and hit it and nobody I've only got wants 98 to do it.
0: stings left before i have to die. exactly yeah there's yeah. a <laughs> timer
2: on this game so you need to get in there and fucking bat this thing and they get a couple hits and they get it swinging around pretty good but it's not long until everybody just takes off because it's clearly like it's just too much like you can't you can't summon the willpower to stand there and do that for longer than a couple seconds right no um it's, but yeah, it's
0: it's it's just pure mayhem. It just it yeah. it it gets into <laughs> this this chaos. What was up, Chris?
1: Do do the africanized bees have
0: bigger stingers? I hope so. 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 You know, I heard Biden won the election because of the uh uh all the the killer bees that that voted for him. He he had the killer, killer bee, bee vote. vote. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um Uh Swiftly moving off topic. uh, Some of my favorite scenes in Jackass, though, are like any any of the stunts that have to do with bees, the post bee filming of people just running around and screaming halfway across a field. It's all chaos. It's like the first (laughs) it's like the intro scene from Jackass forever, where like there's the monster and everyone's running around and there's explosions everywhere. That's the same kind of chaotic energy you have at the end of a bee scene. Everyone's getting stung, whether you're on the camera or you were involved in the sketch. This one, though, is great because Steve-O tries to bring his like wild boys energy to this to the set and be like, Dave doesn't realize he's such an idiot. You just got to calm yourself <laughs> down like the bees will leave you alone if you're calm. Yeah. Smash cut to him playing tetherball, yelling and screaming while pointing at his leg, like screaming, screaming. It's like you think you were calm, but you were so <laughs> erratic when you were actually getting stung. It's it's hard to to contain yourself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Dave is uh poor Dave. Please put me somewhere where there is no bees. (laughs) (laughs) Please put me somewhere where there's no bees. And he's asking sincerely, like he he's looking for someone who will take him by the hand and lead him somewhere safe. Like he, he doesn't know where to turn, but simultaneously anyone that tries to get close to him, you know, he's just, he just keeps backing up. Like he's PTS Dave for sure. He's already there. Yeah, it's coming out. And I love seeing it as painful as it was to watch at the same time, this human being just falling apart, um, mentally and emotionally. But, God, Dave's just so good in these post segment things where afterwards we're just you know it's him just standing there. Oh, dude! Oh, dude! Fucking hurts! And like you yeah, get those so Dave England lines that are just you know he's like almost out of breath and he's raised his vocal yes. register a couple octaves and it, oh,
0: man. he sounds almost yeah. like Morty from Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> um, he remember the last time he dealt with bees was in the Beehive Limo or one of the last times that we saw it and he came up to the camera afterwards and he's like, "Look, I pissed, I pissed my pants, guys! Look, look, I pissed my p-. like he was proud of having done it." Um, Do you guys have anything else to say or you want to get into our reviews on this one? Let's do it. Let's do it. Chris, why don't you lead us off? Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Take your time. Yeah, take your time. We're good. 9.5 out of 10.
1: Okay. Wow. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Everything I liked. Uh, You have the the epitome of my favorite type of Dave England. When he has that kind of genuine, the most genuine whining, it's like not <laughs> like whining for like to, to be like a dork. kick. you feel for him because he just you see that look in his eyes. He's just like I'm here, guys, and I I, I don't want to be, and I'm sucking it up. But like I, I've had enough, man. Like yeah, please get me away from there. Bees are always hilarious. Like they're so unpredictable. How something so small causes more havoc than fucking bulls do. hundred percent is absolutely fucking majestic to me. And I loved Tetherball as a kid, so it's just like the fact that they even stuck it out and they did finally get it to wrap all the way around. I'm like, this, yeah. this is a good, yeah. Sketch that's for me, that's man.
0: kudos to Stevo for sticking around for that. Yeah, Jay, yeah. what about you?
2: Yeah, I got to go on this one as well as I said out of the outset. It's pretty pretty memorable for me. And when I saw it, I just lit up. I think there's something special to seeing the first reveal in the theater. Like I said, and you just get such an excitement over. It's the anticipation more than anything that I think is the best part, like we said, because it's the jumping around before the first hit even happens. It's just seeing a beehive on a fucking tetherball, you know, set up that's like, holy shit, this is such a good idea. And it's like, it's like, why did nobody think of this? Or why would anybody want to do this? Yeah, yeah. the better question. There's a very
0: but, good question why no one thought about this. Or so good for,
2: for that, like it's not even so much that it was a successful stunt. It's one of those things that I said earlier in the episode where it's like, it starts out and the setup looks good, but then somehow it even surprises you beyond the setup. Like that happened for me here the first time I saw it because yeah. it's that setup. There's going to be a bee stunt. Okay. Beehive on a tetherball. Holy shit. And then before you know it, they haven't even taken a hit and they're freaking out. Okay. That's another high that I didn't expect. And then Steve manages to fucking wrap it around the pole. And then you get the aftermath. It's like hit after hit of just good fucking shit. And I'm laughing the whole time. So for me, this is a rare nine out of 10. Wow. Oh, nice. I'm with Chris on this one. Nice. It deserves it.
0: I, uh, I, 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 I it, it, this one kind of like, you know, how Jay, you and I, uh, uh, really liked the, the boogie, uh, boogie one with the, 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 uh, with, with Dave England and, and taking the ramps and stuff. And Chris wasn't as big as a fan. This one for some, I loved it. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't as high. Like I didn't have such an iconic memory of this one back from the first time I saw it. And it wasn't until I saw the video between Steve O and Dave Englund where they recounted some of their gnarliest stunts where I even recalled this one. Like it just didn't stick in my memory like some of the stunts yeah. do. And going back and watching it, I liked it. There were some funny jokes. Uh, I, I love a good stunt with Dave Englund's personality, but I keep comparing it to the Beehive Limo, which was so much more oh, and there was good, yeah. so much, so many more people involved. It was more of an elaborate prank. They had the marbles at the end. It just felt like the plan came off without a hitch. And I know that this one's funny in spite of the fact that it didn't, but it still gets knocked down a couple pegs in my mind. As a result, I'm going to go with a uh, an
2: 8 out of 10 on this one. It's still pretty solid. I, and solid. I get
1: that for sure. Sometimes they just don't land in the same way. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. And I think like, I get why you feel that way, Mikey. And I think for me, it just was like the surprise, like I said, but I could see why, like when you compare it against the beehive limo, which I didn't think about going into this, that is just the setup with the fucking marbles and shit. It's, it's such a cherry on top moment. Even though you don't get that here, I just like how it fell apart. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I totally, I get that. Fell apart. Sometimes that um,
0: when that lands, right. When, when a stunt falling apart lands, right. That can really make it sometimes.
2: Yeah. Speaking of falling apart. We're going to cut this off right here for now. It has been a long intro to Jackass 3, uh, but fuck, boys, I'm excited to keep talking about this next week, and we're going to have, from the looks of it, many more parts, so strap in for a long ride. (laughs) Um, Um, Are you forgetting something, Jay? No, I'm not forgetting anything. I was getting right to it. Okay. Trust me. I didn't forget. If you want to find us on Instagram, Twitter, and I'm just wait a second. (laughs) I I know. It's the LVPs and the MVPs. I know. I know. Let's do that. LVPs and MVPs. Let's do it. Um, I'll it. start us off.
0: I'll start us off. I'm going to go with my MVP of this one. Sometimes I like to, you know, in the context of hockey, I like to say that a third liner had the best game, even though they had no goals. Sometimes it's just the person putting in work, making sure that things go off without a hitch, even though you might not even notice that they're there. And for me, if we're sectioning it off stunt by stunt, um, my favorite portion of this, ep- uh, of this, of this movie uh, or, or my favorite stunt from this portion of the movie was the high five and we Man was such a, an integral reason why the stunt took off. And I'm going to give him the MVP because he didn't, he didn't overdo it. He just played his role. He knew what he had to do and he did a great job at it. And as a result, we got one of our, our favorite stunts of all time. Chris, what do you got?
1: Kind of along the same vein with Mikey, but a different person. I, even though he wasn't in as much stunts, and I don't even think he had a stunt stunt for himself. The The background of Pontius throughout this, from the intro him just being that classic Pontius, just the little narrations, the outfits, all those little things were such a cherry on top for every little bit that he happened to be in. Because in this, there's a few standalone moments, but yeah. the people that had those big standalone moments didn't really do much else as well. So I kind of have to go with someone that was a little bit more steadily throughout there, even if
2: they weren't forefront
0: i hear you oh, it's good pontius i'm always i'm always down with pontius getting, getting chosen
2: yeah yeah never go wrong with that um for me for mvp on this one boys i think uh, i gotta go with fucking uh holy shit man dave england for the zangief street fighter 2 dropkick that he pulled at the start of this <laughs> it's perfect form and I don't know how he did that, if there was some trickery going on or what, but it is so beautiful that to me, that is still the visual of the show and to cap it all off Ryan Dunn taking the hit and being just dis- deformed in 3D slow motion is, is chef's kiss and a uh, favorite part of this portion so far for me.
0: I love the fact that like, if you have Ryan Dunn and Dave Anglin standing next to each other and you're like, guys. Gotta give my MVP to someone from the dropkick stunt. I think you all know who I'm talking about. No, it's not the person who took the dropkick
2: to no. the face.
0: <laughs> it's the person who did the drop kick. Dude, Ryan Dunn would be don't like, what give a fuck,
2: man. If it was a sloppy kick, if you could, you know, you had one leg hanging down, he wasn't quite at that horizontal angle you need to get a good kick in. Then yeah, no, he wouldn't have got, it. would have been done all the way. But that yeah. perfect form is just That's true. It's, it's beautiful. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah.
0: Um, LVP in this one, uh, this is tough because everyone who shows yeah. up kind of like does their job, um, man, you know, part of me wants to do a whole, like there is no LVP, but that feels like a cop out. Um, I think the LVP that I'm going to give in this one is going to be, man, I, I was going to say danger Aaron for missing the spank, but, uh, <laughs> but he's so good in this soup bit that like, how could, you know who the LVP is? It's the it's the first aid kit in the first stunt because it had no job being there. Uh, and and why do we even have a first kit, first aid kit on the set of Jackass?
1: Yeah, well, based <laughs> on your off. speech and, and like, you know, like I, that's exactly what I was thinking. You know, like I don't really think there is an LVP on this one and you might as well call me robo. Because I'm about to cop out and say I'm not given an LVP. OK, I like it. I like that, actually. Not
0: going to lie. You and I are very contentious. I'm a fan of that joke structure. It's your magnum opus, Chris.
2: It's my mom. Don't worry. I'll I'll put down my weapon and surrender myself to you any day. (laughs) Robo.
0: (laughs) What is your prime directive to review every jackass stunt?
2: Uh, Yeah, LVP boys for this one. I think I got to give it to European bees because I mean those uncircumcised stingers you know less clean more chance of infection (laughs) decreased sexual stimulation I don't know I think they're just missing out and uh, hey I respect your culture that's fine but uh, I think you'd be more affected if you had the snip snip you know Jerry Seinfeld was a bee and I'm sure he was given the background we all know what kind of stinger he had that's all I'm saying (laughs) he got a starring role so just think about it. that's all I'm saying I love it. I love it. That's great
0: guys. I can't wait to continue on with Jackass. I know I'm it's just such a treat to get back into the Jackass game.
1: And I his ratings done so much. Like that was like our, yeah. our MO.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's a whole different ball game when we get to do this and I love it. And, uh, I hope you're loving it too, listener, because listen, we'll be back next week with more ratings, more reviews, more madness more jackass 3 but in the meantime if you want to tell us what you thought of this part 1 you can find us at jackass pod on twitter instagram tiktok you name it come on there and, and share your memories of going to the theater for jackass 3 what was that like for you if you had you know the opportunity to experience that we'd love to hear your stories and i don't know maybe we'll share a few if there's some good ones who knows yeah that sounds good that does it for us for now and next week we will return with part 2 of jackass 3 until then bye I'm Jason Wilton. Bye. I'm Chris Aaron.
0: Bye. I'm Mikey Aronworth. And this has been Jackassed.
2: Why did my voice go so deep there?
3: Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it.